Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 209 Mark here in the heart of the Crescent City. You're listening to WWL Radio. I'm Ian Hoke sitting in for Scoot. He'll be back on Tuesday. I am the senior studio producer of Scoot on the Air. Plus, I'm also the assistant brand manager and program director here at WWL Radio. Coleman's on the ones and twos today. He's been doing a great job all week. Our executive producer up here, Jordan Fiegel, also has been so, is so incredibly helpful helping me line up all these guests to talk to about all these different things. You know, when I, I tell Jordan, find me a cicada expert. And he's like, I got four, pick one. I said, what? What? He's a magic man. Hey, listen, if you heard that story in the news just now that Ian Ozan had, Ian, are you still in there? This guy wearing the Apple Vision Pro at his wedding, did you see a photo of this clown? I did not see a photo of this clown, Dude, no. can you Google it in there real quick? Yes, let's see. Utah VR wedding. Let's see if that does it. Nope, that's... That I just Googled it. Apple headset wedding, Apple and it popped right up. It's on Mashable. Wedding. Let's see. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> Look at this idiot, man. Okay. Now I see why his wife is T.O.'d. Yeah, okay, so he's wearing like a nice suit with the, the boutonniere. Not a boutonniere. What's that thing on his lapel? What do you call that? Uh, the little flower. That's a, it's a, a boutonniere. Uh, no, oh, boutonniere is the thing that goes around. Corsage. Corsage, that's corsage. the word I was looking for, yeah. So he's, got, he's wearing like a nice outfit, like a nice blue suit. He's got a corsage. And then he's wearing an Apple Vision Pro on his head, man. Looks and like he's wearing look, giant ski goggles. They're like ski goggles. And there's these beautiful mountains in the background, so maybe it looks like he's about to go skiing. But for me, the most interesting part of this photo is the expression on her face. I was about to say that. She looks like Melissa Rauch, Bernadette from uh, Big Bang Theory or Judge Abby Stone. Yeah, oh, I see it. Court. I totally and see it. And it. Lo- it looks like Bernadette looking at the guys on Big Bang Theory when they come up with something absolutely inane. This is so cringy. Um, I know most of you are not enjoying this in the same way that E and I are because we're looking at it. My question is, will this marriage make it past four and a half years? That's where Vegas has uh, has the over-under set right now. That's what I was about to ask. Four and a half years. Maybe we could use our Odyssey points to start off this pool. (laughs) 
<laughs> to see how long this marriage is going to last. That's the perfect idea. Thanks, I'll Ian. take the under on four and a half. What are you doing with your Odyssey points, Ozan? I'm banking them. You're, yeah, me too. How many got banked up? I have no idea. I haven't I, looked in forever. Bro, I got 230 Odyssey points You've also up. been here longer than I have, yeah, so I you guess have that's way true. more. I need to give some of these away. Maybe I'll, I'll sprinkle some largesse on Colin I, I'm and banking Charlie. up so I can get one of those nice blankets <laughs> or one of those nice polo shirts. Robbie said I should get one of the backpacks, which I think look pretty good. Oh, there's a backpack? Yeah, now? there's an Odyssey backpack you can go get. How'd I miss that? Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. It, well, the you so if you're not if you don't know what we're talking about, it, every... Every month or so, we get these Odyssey points that we can stack up and we can redeem them for Odyssey merchandise, like a hat or a jacket or whatever. And everybody in the company today, because it's National Employee Appreciation Today, so everybody, coast to coast, top to bottom, side to side, got 30 points. Oh, nice. Which is kind of a lot of points, really. Um, you got to so, stick a gum with that, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah. Something. Somebody said, Coleman said earlier, somebody got socks. Yeah, that's the first thing I ever saw anybody buy Man. with Odyssey points was socks. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who it was. I don't think they're here anymore, but yeah, somebody bought Odyssey socks. Um, okay. Well, or redeemed. I said bought, redeemed. But yeah, we got to redeem these suckers. Yeah. You know what would be a cool idea? What? Was if that? there was a Odyssey Monopoly game where each square was like a different uh, cluster radio station. Yeah, like, that's Odyssey. a good idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll save up my points for that. Yeah. I thought you were going to say where everyone is owned by a different radio host, land on Tommy Tucker Space, pay $250, and then go from there. <laughs> if you land on Newell Space, you go straight to jail. Hey! <laughs> oh, man. Well, look, listen, if you want to see the picture of this goofball wearing the Apple Vision Pro at his wedding, uh, let me know on the Okanart Jewelers talking text line. I'll send you back a link to it. Nice speaking with you, Ian. Thanks again. Pleasure's all mine. All right, brother. Talk to you later. Um, we'll do the 210 News Bomb right here. Uh, shoot me a text uh, looking for that Apple Vision Pro photo. I'll send it right back to you. It's the news bomb. Sweet. Uh, Joe, Uncle Joe, and his good friend uh, Uncle Donnie were both at the border yesterday. As they made dueling visits to the southern border, President Biden issued a challenge to Donald Trump. The president was in Brownsville, Texas, his predecessor some 300 miles away in Eagle Pass. So here's what I would say to Mr. Trump. The president says instead of urging Republicans to block a bipartisan border security bill. Join me or I'll join you in telling the Congress to pass this bipartisan border security bill. We can do it together. He spoke as Trump made his own remarks, blaming the president's border policies for massive crime. It's a military operation. I mean, we have a military, this is like a war. Saying the president has blood on his hands. Both men had remarkably similar schedules, giving briefings on operations and issues, walking the border itself as they seek to turn a key campaign issue in their favor. Sagar Megani, Washington. Truly an unhinged speech from former President Trump at the border yesterday. I'm I'm not going to talk about it much today because it's Friday and I don't I just can't make myself care about it. But if you want to go and read some of the fact checks and some of the weird things he said, there's plenty of material out there for you. Listen, President Biden says, hey, it's time for those of you who are blocking this bipartisan border bill. It's time for you to show a little spine. The majority of Democrats and Republicans in both houses support this legislation until someone came along and said, don't do that, it'll benefit the incumbent. That's a hell of a way to do business in America for such a serious problem. We need to act. It's time for the speakers and some of my Republican friends in Congress who are blocking this bill to show a little spine. You remember yesterday when I was talking about taking half a loaf? 
there are some people that responded uh, to my comments about the bipartisan border bill and said, well, you know, it's loaded up with all these goodies and it's got stuff in there that's got really not nothing to do with the border. And they don't really need a new law to do it. If, if Joe Biden just undid everything he did, everything would go back to fine. And I guess there's in, in, in especially in regard to that last part, I, I guess there is some truth to that. I don't think you should hold your breath that he's going to do that. But also that's not going to make some of the like sort of longer term changes that we really need to uh, asylum and, you know, every, the, I'm, I don't want to get into a whole conversation about border policy today. My point was take the half a loaf. If you say, no, we don't want this bill right now, you're probably not going to get another chance to pass a bill like this for maybe several years. And in the meanwhile, the border is going to remain broken. Everything that you hate about the border right now is unlikely to change without some serious legislation behind it. And this is the best shot that we've had in a long time. And Trump says, no, don't do it. Speaking of Trump, former President Donald Trump is accusing President Biden of undoing all the safeguards that Trump had put in place during his presidency. And all of it is about allowing criminals to come into the country. Horrible. Crooked Joe is the blood of countless innocent victims. It's so many stories to tell, so many horrible stories. Migrant crime, we call it Biden migrant crime, but that's a little bit long, so we'll just leave it. But every time you hear the term migrant crime, you know where that comes from, allowing thousands and thousands and actually millions and millions of people to come. Could be 15 million, could be 18 million by the time he uh, gets out of office, because hopefully the biggest risk we have is nine months. That's a long time. Right. A lot of bad things can happen. Ah, heaven help us. Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny is being laid to rest in Moscow today. Relatives and supporters of Alexei Navalny are bidding farewell to the opposition leader at a funeral in southeastern Moscow. Hundreds of mourners lined up behind control barriers outside of the church, many holding red flowers. On live-streamed footage, the crowd applauded and chanted his name as his coffin was taken out of the vehicle as it arrived at the church. Many came from around Russia to say their goodbyes. Mourner Nadezhda Ivanova, who came from Kaliningrad for the event, told the AP, Alexei, for everyone who's here today and for many who did not dare to come here, is a person who not only gave his life in the fight for something, but who gave his life in the fight for us. His supporters say several churches in Moscow refused used to hold the service before Navalny's team got permission from one in the capital's Marino district. I'm Karen Shamas. And there is also international news. There's growing condemnation of Israel's actions in Gaza because dozens of people were killed while they were standing in line for food. Turkey has joined Saudi Arabia, Egypt and Jordan to condemn Israeli forces shooting on Palestinians waiting for aid in northern Gaza. Turkey's foreign ministry called the event yet another crime against humanity. Israel said many of the dead were trampled in a chaotic crush for the food aid and that its troops only fired when they felt endangered by the crowd. The health ministry in Gaza says over 100 people were killed and at least 700 wounded. The shooting in Gaza City in the north comes after Palestinians living there had been cut off from aid for a month. I'm Karen Shamas. And intelligence, excuse me, intelligence officials are ringing big time alarm bells about what's going to happen in and around November 5th. FBI Director Christopher Wray is warning of the growing potential for foreign meddling in this year's elections. He says it's something the U.S. has confronted before. But this election cycle, the U.S. will face more adversaries moving at a faster pace and enabled by new 
technology. Ray told a national security conference advancements in artificial intelligence raise particular concern. Advances in generative AI, for instance, are lowering the barrier to entry, making it easier for both more and less sophisticated foreign adversaries to engage in malign influence, while making foreign influence efforts, efforts by players both old and new more realistic and more difficult to detect. Ray suggested the FBI will be sharing information about the threats it sees this year, including with the public. I'm Ben Thomas. <sighs> okay. In Ukraine, a new poll uh, is looking at American opinions on that war as the House Speaker Johnson is refusing still to bring a $60 billion aid package up for a vote. Americans are fractured along party lines in their support for military aid for Ukraine, according to the latest poll from the Associated Press, NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. 27% of Americans surveyed say the U.S. is spending too little versus 70% who say we're spending too much or just the right amount. Among Democrats, 44% say the U.S. is spending too little on military aid for Ukraine. That's up from 14% in November. Among Republicans, 55% say the U.S. is spending too much. Only 14% say the U.S. is spending too little. Jeffrey Jackson, a Republican from Granbury, Texas, tells the AP the U.S. government needs to take care of our own people and then worry about the rest of the world later. Nevertheless, half of U.S. adults say it's highly important for the U.S. to focus on stopping Russia from gaining more territory in Ukraine, and a majority, including Republicans, support the spirit of Article 5 of the NATO military alliance and say they would favor deploying U.S. troops to defend a NATO ally if it were attacked by Russian forces. Jennifer King, Washington. I'm Ian Hoke, and that was the 2 o'clock news bomb. Are you a fan of tequila and mezcal? Well, make way for Sotol. Sotol, S-E-O, sorry, that's, good Lord. S-O-T-O-L, Sotol. It's a similar liquor hailing from northern Mexico and now Texas, but not everybody is happy about that. In just a moment, we're going to visit with James Beard finalist, food and beverage writer, Ben Mintz, about that controversy. I'm Ian Hoke, sitting in for Scoot. He'll be back on Tuesday, but until then... I'm not stuck in here with you. You're stuck in here with me. Be right back. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Set them up. Let them fall. Turn them over in your head. 
God save me. So tall. I had so tall for the first time just, I don't know, like a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago with my friend Ben. Ben Mintz. Reading now from the TexasStandard.org. Sotol isn't nearly as popular in the U.S. as other Mexican spirits like tequila or mezcal. That's changing, though, in part because Texas distillers have started to make Sotol themselves. And some Mexican Sotoleros are worried about what that means for the future of their business. Joining me on the line right now is Ben Mintz, James Beard Award finalist, food and beverage writer, my friend and yours. Ben, welcome to the show. Thanks for making time today. Thanks for having me, Ian. Yeah, I'm really glad you're here, man. Okay, so start us out at the beginning. I've done a pretty bad job of explaining what SOTOL is. Can you help out here? Sure. Uh, basically, basically, SOTOL is a sister cousin of tequila or mezcal. It's a... Mexican spirit uh, made from cactus. Uh, the flavor is generally very, very similar to a, uh, a mezcal or a tequila, um, a little, little bit more nuanced depending where it's from. And it's one of, there are about 12 spirits that come out of Mexico that are in this greater mezcal family. We mainly just know uh, mezcal and tequila, but there's Sotol, Ricea, Bacanora, so on and so forth. Wow. Okay, great. And what is Sotol's significance in Mexican culture? It depends who you ask. Uh, Sotol in Mexican uh, culture is uh, it's particularly popular in the north of Mexico. Uh, Sotol, along with most of these cactus distillates, tend to be kind of a blue-collar, working-class drink historically. In the last few years, they've become real popular you see them in places like Mexico City. But historically, if you went to the, the major urban centers, specifically, you know, Mexico City, people there would drink wine, brandy, um, Sotol, Mezcal, tequila, were a little bit more rural drinks. Uh, so Sotol is, is from three regions in North Mexico, and it's sort of a, sort of an indigenous thing. For a very long time, it's was made small batch and it was sort of like bring it to your uh bring it to your your cousin's wedding right and take your your whole production for the year <laughs> kind of share with wow. your neighbors and your cousins cool okay great thank you for that all right so the big debate here is centered around the denomination of origin for Sotol. can you explain what that means the denomination of origin Sure, we're just going to call it a, a DO for short. Sure. Uh, so we, we don't have long words. Uh, <laughs> DOs are basically used to protect spirits or agricultural pro- products, uh, typically from specific areas. So the, the two that your listeners might be most familiar with are champagne and scotch, right? So scotch is whiskey, but scotch is whiskey that's specifically made in Scotland according to Certain, you know, certain prescribed practices. Uh, another one would be champagne. I'm sure many of y'all have heard that old joke. You know, it's, it's just sparkling wine. Uh, champagne must be made in the Champagne district of France. Otherwise, it is right. 
I rem- I, it's just sparkling. I remember that scene from Wayne's World, right, where he's up there with Rob Lowe. Exactly. And Cassandra's <laughs> like, I've never had French champagne before. And Rob Lowe says, well, actually, all champagne is French. If if you're drinking a sparkling wine that's not from the champagne region of France, you're not allowed to call that champagne. And that's because of the D.O., right, the denomination of origin. You cannot call that champagne unless those grapes were grown in the champagne region of France. Correct. Okay, party audience. Yes. Okay, great. So the DOs that we're familiar with here are scotch um, because you can. So what's the difference between like whiskey with a Y and whiskey with an EY? Is that part of the deal here? Right. That is that is part of the deal. Uh, whiskey with an EY is not scotch. Whiskey with just the Y is scotch. Gotcha. Uh, you, if you try to make a whiskey in the United States um, and you misspell it, the Scotch way, uh, a very powerful international law firm will send you a cease and desist letter. Wow. And you will probably not be uh, selling your whiskey labeled as such very much longer. Yeah. Uh, very, very tightly enforced. But the, uh, the key element there that we'll get into with the, the Mexicans is we have treaties with the European Union and the U.K., to protect their denomination of origin, right? So the only reason they are allowed to file that lawsuit in U.S. court is because U.S. laws have uh, protected Scotch along with EU laws. I see. Okay, so why then are Mexican sotoleros and activists, why are they concerned about the production of sotol in Texas? Okay, so basically, in Mexico, they've created this DO. But again, the DO doesn't, that protects SOTAL, right? SOTAL must be made in one of three states. It must be distilled from a specific cactus, so on and so forth. Uh, but, you know, Mexican laws uh, don't work in the United States. Because they are the laws of Mexico, not the laws of the U.S. Right. So we must have a corresponding law. Uh, that allows enforcement. The United States does not really have a current, well, we do not have a corresponding law. We tried, you know, when we first negotiated reciprocal protections with Mexico was uh, the NAFTA treaty, right, which many of us may remember. I remember uh, that. Tre- yeah, big, big fun times during the Clinton administration. Yeah, I, I had to write uh, like a multi-page essay about NAFTA in fourth grade. Which, in retrospect, seems psychotic. I was nine years old. You want me to write a multi-page essay about the North American Free Trade Agreement? Are you kidding me? I think it's made you the educated man you are now. I guess it worked. Thanks, Ms. Coos. Appreciate it. Okay. So uh, when we're negotiating NAFTA uh, in the mid-90s, go on. No one had heard of, no one had heard of SOTAL. In fact, SOTAL at that point in Mexico was so regional that it was not legal across all of Mexico. It was almost like a moonshine. Now, in the time since then, uh, SOTAL has become much more popular. And a few years ago, uh, when President Trump went to renegotiate the NAFTA deal into what is now called uh, USMCT, United States-Mexico-Canada Trade Agreement, USMCTA, right? Um, At this point, SOTAL and these, you know, the 10 other spirits from Mexico, the 10 other cactus distillates are not mezcal or tequila. They have become a lot more popular. 
So those distillers said, you know, hey, guys, while you're negotiating this, can we be protected in the United States like Mezcal and tequila is? Um, and they negotiated that into the USMCTA. Now, I don't know if you remember, but that was a big political priority for the Trump administration. Yes. So they, uh, you know, they really they really wanted to get this done, and they didn't want to waste too much time on it. They uh, included those protections. And then uh, about a week before before the Senate was set to ratify that, uh, John Cornyn, 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 uh, Cornyn. He uh, he came out at the last minute. He represents Texas, and he put a hold on the entire USMCTA over protection specifically for SOTAL. Uh, that being a big political priority for the administration, you know, they basically told him, we've never, we've never heard of this weird Mexican spirit, but you're holding up our, you know, you're holding up our trademark piece of, of, uh, you know, action for this administration over this, this obscure Mexican spirit that we've never heard of. We'll take it out of the treaty. Let's, you know, let's get this, let's get this done. What do you need to move forward? You know, we, we don't want to do it out. So they, uh, they removed it from the, the Sotal and all spirits that are uh, not Mezcal or tequila mm-hmm. uh, made in Mexico are not recognized as those DOs are not recognized in the United States in the final draft. So while I cannot, if I go to Mexico and I make Sotal in Mexico City, for example, which is not one of the three states, uh, that's illegal, and I will get sued, and my distillery will be shut down. But if I do it in the United States and I sell it in the U.S. or, or in Canada, that is perfectly fine because there's no there's no method for enforcement of that DO in the U.S. Okay, that was a mouthful. Does that make sense? Yeah, I, let me think. I I think yeah, it makes sense. Let me see. So these guys in northern Mexico, they make the Sotol, and it's it's got the DO. And then when they're renegotiating the trade agreement, John Cornyn says, well, we don't agree to this. So now people in the United States can make so tall. They can call it so tall and they can sell that inside the U.S. So now the Mexican distillers have to compete with American distillers. And the Mexican guys are like, well, wait, you know, this was this is our thing. Like, this is our champagne. This is our bourbon county, you know, whiskey like this this is not fair to us and then at the same time we do not any longer enforce the do going in the other direction so now there's distillers in mexico that can make bourbon and sell it in the u.s and call it bourbon even though it's made without any of the traditional ways that that people in america have made bourbon right right so basically what happened is there were wide protections for American whiskey in Mexico. And there were wide protections for Mexican, you know, Mexican cactus and still it's in the U.S. So when they dropped those wide protections on the cactus to still it, and they made it just mezcal and tequila, the, uh, the Mexicans said, well, if you're removing this from the treaty, you know, tit for tat, we want to remove some of your protections. So they went after the American whiskey category. And there are still some elements of American whiskey that are protected in Mexico, 
uh, very, you know, so I'm accurate here. Very specifically, things like like rye, for example, yeah. is specifically was dropped in, in response to them dropping Sotal and, and Ricea and these other Mexican distillates. The Mexicans said, you know, okay, well, anyone can make rye in Mexico now. So what we're starting to see is, you know, it takes a few years to age whiskey. And this happened a few years ago. So now in the last 12 months or, you know, 24 months, uh, these, these whiskeys are starting to come to maturity that come out of Mexico, and they're starting to hit the market. So if you go to your local liquor store, I believe, I believe Martin Brothers, Keeping Co., you'll, uh, you'll start seeing Mexican whiskeys, American-style whiskeys, wow. rice that are all made in Mexico. And some of them are, uh, some are quite good. There's a company called Absolo, uh, Sierra Norte, uh, the Mexicans have kind of taken their own spin on the whiskey, which has never been really a part of their culture. But uh, corn, corn is a, a huge part of Mexican culture right. going back thousands of years. And corn happens to be a, uh, a key ingredient in many whiskeys. You know, there's not too much of it in rye. You know, rye is mainly made with rye. Uh, Naturally. Not, surprise, not surprisingly, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So the Mexicans, uh, a lot of them, a lot of the better stores out there have uh, you know taken these sort of heritage grains of corn that they you know trace back to to Mayans, and they've started regrowing them and they're using them for distillation. Cool. They're actually making some real interesting stuff. That is, I mean, mind you, yeah. Right, and of course, in any place in the world, you're going to find opportunists. So, you know, there are also some of the stories there. They're just making very, uh, you know, very cheap, uh, very low grade whiskey, and they're selling it. They're selling it, you know, as something yeah. that we think is a little bit more expensive mm-hmm. because there's no DO protecting what you know what is rye, for example. So then it must be true that distillers in America probably do not want this competition from this Mexican bourbon. They must be pretty mad at John Cornyn for doing this. Yeah, I I think that there's a little bit of a, I think there's a little bit of a stratification, right? Where you have, you have larger distillers and both Mexico and the United States are relatively unfazed by it. Okay. Right, because they have so much of a market share right. that's not such a big deal. And frankly, you know, even on the Mexican side, on both sides, you do have distillers that are so large that they sell their juice. So there are people in Texas and California making SOTAL that aren't even making it. They're buying it from large distillers in Mexico and just gotcha. shipping it over and labeling it with you know, their U.S. labels. Uh, the smaller guys... The craft independent producers on both sides of the border are pretty unhappy about it, right? They, yeah. they have to fight a little bit more. There's a little bit more of a scraping for their position. I really got time for just one more question, Ben, and it's this. What what happens next? Like, where do you see this going? Is there going to be some sort of one-off piece of legislation that, that can sort of uh, alleviate some of these concerns? Or is this the kind of thing that can only be negotiated as part of a major trade package like NAFTA or the USMCTA? What happens next? I think we are kind of stuck with, with this at the status quo for a while because 
like you said, it, these tend to be worked out in, in larger trade negotiations. And the idea that the United States, Mexico, and Canada are all going to sit down around the negotiating table because a bunch of independent distillers are upset is pretty, pretty slim. Now, what you might see happening is, you know, consumer sentiment moving the needle. And there's definitely been, there's definitely been efforts to promote, you know, the quote unquote authentic spirits. And, to, you know, there are even some fledgling mo- movements to uh, boycott the non-authentic uh, spirits. But as, as you and I both know, I've sat, sat in a few bars with you over the years. Uh, <laughs> sometimes when you're, uh, sometimes when you're in a bar after a few drinks, you're not really inspecting the label of the bottle. To no. See, uh, to see who, no, I'm not really worried from. about that. Bourbon was hatched. Good, may I have another, please? <laughs> uh, so it's uh, as English say a sticky wicket. A sticky wicket. Well, we'll keep an eye on this story, and you keep in touch. Next time you're back in town, please let me know, and we'll go back over to Peps and drink some Sotol together. How's that? Yeah, sounds great. And just a little plug for Sotol. Also, if you're uptown. Uh, Vowels and Cure have it on Threat Street. Um, Peps has a downtown. And uh, Keith and Martin Brothers all all stock all these very interesting spirits. Oh, man. I got to get back over to Keith and Company, man. I always end up going there around Christmas time because I need my black cherry brandy, but they got great stuff in there year round. Ben Mintz is a James Beard finalist, food and beverage writer. Thank you so much, man. Great talking to you. Great catching up last week. Let's not make it so long next time, okay? For sure. Take care. Thanks, Ian. Thank you, Ben. Excellent. All right. We'll come back uh, with some of your comments and questions on the Oakland Art Jewelers talking text line. This conversation has made me very thirsty for some so tall, but I'm not allowed to drink in here. When I'm not complaining. That's a good policy. But, you know, it's five o'clock somewhere, I guess. Just keep drinking this tea. I'm Ian Hoken for Scoot. I'll be right back after this. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. New Green Day. I got some text on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line. I'm going to get to very shortly, but first I want to take a call. Stu in Metairie, you're on the air. Welcome to the program. Hey, bud. I was um, curious if you've heard of 7-3 Distillery. It's a local yeah. distillery, obviously in New Orleans. They were they were sponsoring a whole in a golf tournament I went to. And they, they I guess it's 73 different neighborhoods or whatever, like uh, – St. Rock Rum and Gentilly Jan, stuff like that. Have you yeah, somebody gave me a bottle of Marini Moonshine uh, around Christmas right? time earlier this year. That was very good. I know, yeah, St. Rock Gin or St. Rock Vodka, I think, was their first product. Okay. Yeah, and then they got Gentilly Gin and what's the one? They make a rum, Black, Black Pearl Rum. Yeah, yeah, that's a great little outfit. What about them? No, I was just wondering if, you, if you'd heard of them. Oh, they sure, were, yeah. They were sampling at a golf tournament. The bourbon was pretty good. I haven't had the bourbon yet. I really like uh, I really really like the Marini Moonshine. That was pretty damn tasty. And uh, let's see, I'm going to jump over to their website real quick here and see what else they got. Uh, Seven Three Distillery. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So they got 
uh, Bywater Bourbon, Gentilly Gin, Irish Channel Whiskey, with the E-Y, of course, because if it had a Y on it, they'd get sued into oblivion, because that's only for Scotland. Uh, they got right. St. Rock Cucumber, and uh, they got the, yeah, the Black Pearl Rum. Yeah, mm, yeah I'm going to go pick up a bottle this tonight, man. <laughs> What do you remember? What do you remember drinking? Yeah, the bourbon. Uh, I think it was a small batch bourbon that they that they were sampling at the golf tournament. Yeah, they got something called Bywater Four Grain Bourbon. How'd you do at the tournament, Stu? I think we finished second, actually. <laughs> Did you really? Cool, man. Well yeah. done. Congratulations. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, Children's Hospital uh, Charity Tournament. Sure, yeah, I think I remember hearing something about that. Hey, thank you very much. uh, Cheers to you, my friend. Call anytime, okay? Uh, Here's a text that made me laugh. It says, a shot of Juan Daniels for everyone. Texter goes on and says, I'm going from memory here, but I seem to recall the famous Whiskey A Go-Go Club being forced long ago to add an E to their name because the original Whiskey A Go-Go Marquee Spelled whiskey, W-H-I-S-K-Y. Just the K-Y at the end. Which, again, because of what a, uh, the denomination of origin, the set of laws that says you can't call it whiskey with the Y on the end unless it's made in Scotland. Otherwise, it's whiskey with the E-Y. That's how the Scottish distillers protect their product. Uh, a couple other texts here. Uh, this is, oh, these are leftover cicada texts. I'll get to those a little bit later. Oh, shoot, I had a thought of a different one. All right, well, I'll read these cicada texts. We talked in the first hour about (laughs) cicadas. There's this giant cicada brood, two broods that are going to be coming out kind of at the same time a little bit later this year. I asked the professor I had on, uh, what's like the soundtrack? You know, and I feel kind of silly. This poor scientist, I'm like, what kind of music do you come to mind when the cicadas come out? And uh, somebody suggested they're singing heavy metal at each other in high octaves, which... Makes it seem way cooler, like if the cicadas are out there and they're all singing, you know, guar and stuff. Have you ever seen that video of the ants? They were, they were, they were circling this, the speaker because the speaker was playing some kind of a, like a heavy metal song. Yeah. And they, like, they, had, they were just running around in a circle. They couldn't do anything about it. Like they were compelled to walk around the speaker no matter which, which way they were trying to go. Really? Walk, yeah. It's, it's, it's odd stuff. That sounds amazing. I want to see that. And who knew that? Alcoholism was so territorial. I had no idea how because I like to get drunk myself. Well, I, I mean, did you know. not know the extremes globally, dude, that these distillers and breweries take just to protect serving Imagine, somebody yeah, poison. I, I'm I'm sitting at a bar with Ben a couple weeks ago, and he tells me that Trump's trade agreement got held up at the last minute because of John Cornyn trying to protect this one type of alcohol, the entire sprawling, massive trade agreement that covers everything all the way from Canada all the way down to Mexico and everywhere in between. The whole negotiation gets jammed up at the last minute because John Cornyn wants to remove protections for the Mexican Sotol distillers. And most Why? patrons couldn't, probably couldn't tell the difference. They wouldn't know the damn difference. <laughs> I think, I mean, John Cornyn is a senator from Texas, so I got to guess that he has, I don't know, maybe donors, maybe friends that want him to, you know, undo that protection, the denomination of origin for the Sotoleros. I don't know. I'm just saying it's possible. We'll step away here and come back with more of your calls and texts until we hit the news at 3 o'clock. I'm Ian Hoke sitting in for Scoop. Stick around. BRB. All right. Welcome back. I'm Ian Hoke. 
Here's what Texas says. We don't need to worry about Mexican whiskey. They are making very young, cheap stuff. And the whiskey community likes aged juice five years and older. And the stuff coming out of Mexico is horrible. Yeah, I think that's what the concern is, is that, you know, this probably is going to happen in the next year or two. But eventually, over time, the marketplace is going to be flooded with cheap Mexican whiskey. And people that make quality American whiskeys aren't going to be happy about that. Christian nationalism. More about that next hour. Be right back. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance. Agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 